I'm Washington Ali and welcome to Project Become, a project uncovering the unspoken thoughts that stop us from living a life worth living. I'm not here to tell you what to do or who to be and I certainly don't have the answers. I'm just hoping to uncover the secrets of the world while speaking with explorers, dreamers, thinkers and creators. I hope we all find something that helps us accept who we've become and find something that helps us create someone we are proud of becoming. Welcome to Project Become. Today, I'm joined by a very, very, very special guest, a very lovely guest, and her name is Abby Hindle. Now, Abby is a very, very, to me, special character because she chooses to go by no label. She chooses to be authentic and want to express her eclectic distinctions, eclectic skills, eclectic knowledge. Uh, and I thought that's why you'd be an amazing person for me to speak to and for other people to listen to as well, because you, re you, you refuse to be caged. Um, and, um, yeah, so welcome to the, welcome to Project Become. And, um, I'm really, really happy to have you. Thank you very much. I'm very excited. I feel very special. This is like, I was like, oh, I'm going on someone else's podcast. <laughs> no, it's a real pleasure to have you here. Um, how would you describe yourself to everyone who's going to be watching and or listening? I, I think this is only recent as well. Um, I would say over the last two months. So really recent. Um, before mm. that, I was always kind of like, oh, I'm going to be a this or I'm going to be known for this or I'm going to do this. And I was trying to put myself in a box. So that's what people do. Like the, the world is run on niches. So you pick a niche and you stick to it and you niche down and you go as tiny as you can. And mm. I've always really struggled to do that. Um, just like naturally, I've just really struggled naturally to do it. And it only sort of became apparent and made me really think about it. Like I said, about a couple of months ago, um, when I heard this TED talk by a person called Emily Wapnick, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Okay. Um, and it was about the multi-potentialite. So like somebody that's regarded as having or being multi-potentiality, which is essentially in layman's terms, just somebody that does everything and is everything and mm. wants to be everything and learn everything. Um, so I guess if I had to like label myself, that would be the closest thing I could come to labeling myself as. Um, mm. But I think it just, like I heard that TED talk and that was it. I was in like, I was deep diving. I was like, who am I? This is explaining so much to me. It's like when you hear something that you resonate with and you're like, oh my God, that is me. Going mm. from a place where it was so hard before, and I was like, I'm such a failure. I fail at everything. I do it, and then I stop doing it, and I stop, I drop out, or I change my mind, or I find something else to be interested in. And I get mm. it, like to someone else, I look flaky and I look like I can't stick mm. at anything, but it's not that. It was yeah. more that I genuinely just like, beyond any explanation, crave knowledge and crave doing things. And it's not that 
I just get bored and I'm like, nah, I can't be bothered. It's like I get to, I learn enough and I learn everything I can about something really quickly. And then I'm like, okay, I'm done now, mm -hmm. next. So it's like, I'm almost like <laughs> banking all this knowledge. And yeah, half of it is irrelevant. Like the stupidest things. Like I learned mm. what, how to read binary code. Who needs to know that? Not me. But I, it was interesting. So well, I learned how do you it. Do? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But like I learn all these things for because I'm really mm. interested in them and I know it's a it is a skill because I have to pick it up. But I'm also very lucky in the fact that I learn very quickly and I just like I just absorb mm. like if you could call someone and information sponge, sponge. It just comes to you. Yeah, and it, like, <laughs> it sounds so like I feel like some people would look at it and be like it sounds quite like egotistical or whatever um mm. and maybe it is like i'm proud of it i am proud that i can learn and i know that there are people that wish they could learn like i can but mm. i would be doing a disservice to myself if i was like well i can learn stuff but i'm just not going to because that would make me egotistical like no i've got i've got a privilege <laughs> there i'm going to use it um yeah so i 100%. do so you know yeah, go on. It's it's powerful, and, and like for, like for me listening to you, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm the exact same human being, and with my mum, I've always been told I'm someone who can't complete something. Oh, Washi, do you actually have you ever started something that and you've actually finished it? Um, and it's it's that for me, I've never felt guilty. I've started tech companies, I've done this, that, the other, mm. and I've been like two, a year in, two years in, and I've had to say to my co-founder, like, hey, bro. Um, I'm sorry, man, but like, this isn't for me. I And exactly what yeah. you're saying, you've got what you needed to get from it, you know? And it's like, well, I, I, it's, it's, I call you, I'd call you a generalist. I call myself a generalist. It's yeah. like, well, there's all of these, there's all of this information. There's all of these perspectives that I want to hold onto and latch onto. And just like, for me personally, it's seeing the world through other people's lenses yeah. or other distinctions or other principles and really being able to like, I, I enjoy that you know with no judgment with no pressure and just be like oh okay so and so thinks this does it resonate a little bit some of it does and then move on to the next thing you know yeah exactly. um so so i wanted to know like you've always been like that and you've always you felt you've said you felt a sense of um i'm gonna call it shame you can change the word if you if you'd no, like it to is shame. It was um, shame, yeah. so like tell me before what cultivated that in you actually is there something that was like is have you always been curious or is it like a ted a ted talk moment that you had younger or is it your uh is it your mum who's such a lovely lovely woman uh uh or or what what is it that's that made you think not even made you think what is it that do you think that niggled that itch is just like i've got to i've got to learn i've got to want that I well, I, um, a few years ago, I did a, I don't know if we've ever spoke, I think we must have spoken about it. Um, the Enneagram mm. and I did that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I came out as a number five and basically my whole makeup is I have to know things. So, mm. it, and I think it, I think it is innate in me. Like it's just, people are different people. The, the world would be very boring if we were all the same person. But I think it just Thanks. is an innate thing in me that I have to know and I have to learn. And 
gather and like I'm like a person like a I'm like foraging for berries but the berries are knowledge like I need to know everything <laughs> yeah. even down to mm. like you know someone will mention one word or a book and I'll be straight in there and I've bought the book I've read the book I've researched everything about the author that doesn't serve anybody it's just settling something inside me and I'm like you have to know everything about this one thing and <laughs> I think like you were saying about the shame thing it is it is such a gift to want to learn because there are people mm. that don't want to learn um and equally there are people that aren't as lucky and don't have the opportunity to learn so it is a gift to me mm. that I want to and that I can and like I said earlier I think I'd be doing a disservice to myself and potentially other people if I didn't learn what I want to learn because I can pass on knowledge just like I can learn it but yeah I think with the shame thing I was it's, it's funny because shocker the multi-potentialite took another avenue and started writing a book about multi-potentiality and I was writing in it about mm. shame and it's like shame it doesn't benefit anybody it doesn't it's not an emotion that benefits fear benefits it's a natural response your body fears something because it wants mm. to keep you safe shame doesn't do that mm -hmm. shame does nothing but make you feel bad and shame is learned like it's not an innate fear like fear is something that we have that like from the monkey brain that tells us oh if you mm. do that you're going to be in danger you have to shame doesn't yeah. exist like that shame exists survive. in the 24 yeah. 24 in this century in this world in this universe in humanity and it's mm. learned and i think it's the shame that i felt was taught because i was that person from an early age because i it was innate in me and i wanted to learn everything like i was that annoying kid like in english that was had read the whole book before they got onto page 30 and i wanted to do the <laughs> extra worksheet like i'm that kid i can't help it that's who i was it's wow. who i am and that like when it, i mean kids kids can can i swear on this or not yeah of course yeah, kids can yeah, be dicks yeah, yeah. so like they're gonna be like <laughs> oh you're like you're such a nerd you blah 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 and yeah, you you get you learn shame for wanting more knowledge you learn shame as a kid for mm. wanting to be the kid that wants to do the work because that's not cool and that's yeah. all learned and then when you get older and the world tells you well pick a path when you're 16 and stick to that path for 50 years i'm like mm. what you want me to choose now make any sense when you won't even <laughs> let me drink a glass of wine you want me to choose now what i'm going to be doing when i'm 45 i don't think so like, I don't even know what mm. I'm going to be doing next week. Last week it changed. You can't <laughs> make that decision. And for some people that works. Like, credit where credit's due. Mm. And there are people Facts. that pick a job or pick a career or, like, a path. They stick to it. They work mm. out. Props to those people. I have nothing against it. And I think it's commendable. But it's just not me. I just can't do that. And I used to try to do that. And then that was where it was like, oh, you're flaky or oh, mm. you change your mind too much or you just need to settle for something. And I'm mm. like, the realisation, I mean, this realisation probably came about two years ago, but recently with the TED Talk thing, I was just like, it's my life. 
what am I? Why am I going to settle for anything? Mm. Like, exactly. how does that make any sense? If I have to live this life and you don't, how dare you tell me to settle for something? <laughs> exactly. And it, that the funny thing is, it <clears throat> it takes so much audacity to even start thinking like that because everyone else around you, where the shame kicks in, is like, well, who do you think you are? Why do you think you can do that? And they they send all of these outward signals, outward messages to you to, to as you're saying, put you in a box, as you're saying, to make you retract from life. And I think where you're at is so powerful and the message you have to share for other people is so powerful because it's away from cynicism and resignation because you can be so many people are so cynical towards the world whether it's cynical towards vaxxers anti-vaxxers cynical towards race cynical towards gender and sex cynical towards what i eat for breakfast bro. like why do you care so much about what i eat about for breakfast and then and then that cynicism causes resignation it's just like well because I'm so worried about what other people think of, about me and also I'm scared to be judged the same way I judge other people, I'm going to play my life so safe. Mm. I'm going to show up to the rest of the world like I know what I'm going to be doing next week. <laughs> I know what I'm going to be doing for the next 10 years of my life. And it's like, I'm so like, when you, when, I, when, I, when, when we uh, were messaging earlier on today, I was just like, no, th that's it. That 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 is really for me personally. That's the ess essence of being human. Yeah. That's the essence of of pure creativity. The essence of being unlimited. Because it's like, well, no, I'm not going to allow anything to stop me. It seems like what you're sharing as well is like you you'll find a way to figure anything out. And, and I feel as if that maybe to correct me if I'm wrong. That sp spreads out to when you encounter problems in your life that aren't necessarily recreational learning but more about okay well there is this problem and can I work around this situation and also it sounds like you're willing to share what your emotions are as well so um is is that true yeah I mean with the um I mean definitely share my emotions I think like I was I've said before we started I think the world is so has been made so inauthentic and everything looks good but nothing actually is good so like mm. and i can honestly say now and i'm i know i'm very lucky to be able to say now genuinely what i'm putting out is how i feel i feel great i think yeah i might not have i'm everything i want to be at this moment and i know if i'm not it right now i am going to be it ask me mm. that two years ago i'd have been lying to your face because it I was I was playing into the inauthenticity, but also I wasn't happy. But if mm. like something comes up that is a problem, I have like I have this um philosophy, I guess you could call it. It's like yeah. the the problem exists, right? If a problem happens, the like that's done, that bit's in the past, the problem exists. Either mm -hmm. you let that problem affect you and you can't stop it so you just have to sit there and brace and wait till it's over or you change it you have two mm -hmm. options and um mm. i <laughs> one of my various uh job paths that i was going to do i started a youtube channel and i filmed four videos and then stopped um i would <laughs> like to go back to it but i think it was more i wanted to like dip my feet in see what it's about leave it mm. for a year just like it was um but i filmed a like my own ted talk kind of thing on it 
Um, and it was about how, I don't know if I should put a trigger warning, but trigger warning if that's necessary. But it was about how, go on, did you want to say something? I, yeah, I just want to say, apparently, uh, saying trigger warning before you give a triggering something is actually more harmful to the person listening. Oh, what should <laughs> uh, I so say? So please continue to say what you're going to say. Just please continue. Okay. No, no. Um, please continue. It was... um, but like, I, just, I thought it was cool to know that because... Okay, yeah. yeah one of the cool, cool things. Well, I'll <laughs> know that for future. I, I, I probably should Google that and see if there's something better to say because half the stuff I do talk about, I guess, could be triggering because it's just what I went through, but it's mm. also real. Um, mm. but so what I was going to say was I, I think it was like about two years ago now, it was literally as all this lockdown stuff begun and I mm. probably hit like the lowest point that I'd been at for a long time. I don't think it was my lowest. It was just the lowest for a while kind of thing. And it was mm. one of those points where I kind of got there and I was like, like I, I can't do this anymore I don't want to be here anymore and I was like okay you have two choices kill yourself or change it like that you can put uh, what's the phrase put glitter on shit as much as you want you have two choices change it mm. or do what you want to do and kill yourself make a choice mm. and it was like almost that part where I was like okay final last ditch attempt fine one one last time because mm. it's not the first time mm. like i don't know we probably haven't actually spoken about it but way before like now so i'm talking like six seven eight years ago it's probably longer i don't know don't even know what year it is um i like i've struggled with that kind of thing all my life and this isn't the first time i'm like, i'm gonna be healthy and then it didn't stick and then i'm gonna be this and then mm. i mean like i was saying a minute ago, i can't stick at anything i fail eventually but with that plus mm. trauma plus life happening plus every other thing i never really got around to actually achieving that like health happiness the the actual change of life bit i needed to do and this time round I did, mm. but it all came down to the fact that I like gave myself one choice and one last time. So it was literally like, mm. now it's not even in my psyche, but for the first, I don't know, six months, nine months, a year, it was always in the back of my head. I was like, if you fail this time, you're done. It's like, you've expired. That's mm. it. You're done. So either you fail sure. or you don't. But if you fail this time, that's it. Um, and I think mm. it, like it's been a compounding thing um, of me actually being healthy, first of all, because I think I was always striving for, like I've always been overweight, for example. So I've, I was always striving for health in my head, which was skinny and not health, mm. which was healthy because your body works. And I was forgetting mm. about the health that is mental and emotional and forgetting about the health that is spiritual and material because all those things make health mm. right there's like four yeah another book i'm writing <laughs> um all those things make health and i like forgot about that and i was focused on one thing and then i was i loved spinning so i went spinning every day for eight months and then i stopped and then i went back 
because that's who I am. So all this time mm. for the last two years or whatever it was, I was just learning about myself, which just comes back to me wanting to know everything. And it was the most important thing I did mm. because I can, without question, tell you I know myself inside out. And that's not like a, I know who I am and you can't tell me otherwise. It's mm. like, I know what my triggers are. I know what my like shadow dark side is that nobody really wants to talk about. I know mm. where my genuine health stands, where my mental health stands. I know everything I want out of life. I know who I want to be. I know who I am right now. I know all that stuff, um, all the Enneagram stuff, mm. that the multi-potentialite mm. thing. So knowing all that stuff. And I think I was just playing into which I wasn't doing before. And then I learned to play into the genuine innate desire. I need to know things. I was focusing it on everything else, but I needed to know about me and then I could learn all the things I wanted mm. to learn and yeah, maybe not yes. stick at them, but not mm -hmm. cause myself such stress for not sticking at them. Mm. And I don't know if you're the same yeah. as you said about like making a company and then getting what, what you need out of it and stuff like that. But it can feel stressful mm. because people like rely on you, like, especially when you start a company, but when yeah. it's, when it's employment as well, like you get to a point, I wanted to work in TV. That was my one goal. I did it. And then I was like, nah. and then I worked mm. in film and then I was like, yeah, love this, yeah. love films. And then I was like, nah, I want to be a PA. Then I was a PA. And then I was like, mm. yeah. And then like, yeah, I know I went back to screenwriting films, but like, I also went back to 10 other things, but it wasn't yeah. like at the time people were relying on me. I was doing jobs for other people. Like mm. I, I, what's special about that is that is you, you're able to understand your responsibilities and your commitments yeah. um, and also understand what you need, which isn't a bad thing. And it seems like you're able to express those, um, have those conversations with the people you were in relationship with in such a way that it didn't uh, break down the relationship in a way that allowed them to, uh, well, allowed you both to separate or all parties involved yeah. to separate in, well, a, I think in a well mannered that, way. Yeah. I think that, um, it wasn't always as civil as that. Um, but yeah. I think it came down to assessing whether I valued that relationship or myself more. And that is mm. something that I still do. Um, and sometimes it's mm. not that easy. And sometimes it's more like, do you value the relationship or is it you need to create a space that's safe for yourself? So you're going to let that take a back seat for now so that you can focus on this like yeah. i'm in a very privileged well i would like to add to that i'd like to add to that because i don't think it's of course it's how much do you value the relationship but like knowing you as a person i think you always value the relationship mm -hmm. relationship i think there's also a point in time where it comes up to the other person to be like oh do they value the relationship yeah you know it, it, it and are they are they taking it um i'm gonna say are they taking it personally or are they seeing it as like oh wait okay abby's done what she can in this space right now and she doesn't feel like she can add more to this or give more to this or she just doesn't want to and there's nothing wrong with that and seeing that there you know and i just wanted to touch on the fact that 
you over the over the two year period when you made that choice um to to either um uh, to either make a shift or to self delete that you you gave you through that whole entire journey first you gave yourself a choice and you identified what you wanted but then you went on the journey to understand yourself and truly understand yourself and sit down and be like okay what tools do i have similarly to you i used enneagram i'm a number eight by the way oh really um and which is quite yeah which is really weird because i i went into numerology as well which i'm also a life path eight which is really weird i don't think they're related at all by the way um uh, but they are very similar in values yeah um, I went into although astrology. Life, although I went the number into, eight is the uh, sign of wealth and abundance and affinity, so and for, maybe it all uh, works uh, out uh, for you. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> so, uh, and then, ironically, now I've actually detached myself from all of those things because I now recognise them as I needed those things to help me get to a level of, of security in myself yeah. of understanding with myself and trust within myself and then now i'm like diving way deeper into what's my philosophy what's my personal philosophy and what world am i heading into uh, and like but, but before you got before you got into that space you said that you were playing into your inauthenticities mm -hmm. and i really really want to know and um, in your world in your perspective what does it look like to play into your uh, inauthenticities I what does it even mean to play into your business? It doesn't necessarily look like anything. It's how it feels. And, mm. you know, in your gut when you're like, if you were, like, I'm vegan, right? Nobody's telling me to be vegan. I could change my mind tomorrow. If I really wanted to, I could go have a bacon sandwich. Like nobody's holding me accountable for that. If I was, if I was to eat meat or something that wasn't vegan, I feel that in my gut because that's wrong for me. That is my, mm. who I am. That's who I've decided that that's who I am. If I mm. went and did that, I know that feels wrong. It doesn't look wrong to anyone else because there's people that eat meat. There's people that don't. It just, it's like a person having a bacon sandwich. I'm never going to do that because that's just not who I am. And I think that plays it like what I was saying about the four pillars of health. The, mm. one of the like, uh, things about spiritual health is identifying your it's not just like meditating and praying if you pray or whatever it is it's like fi figuring out what your ethos your values your who you want to be in the world figuring out who that is then aligning yourself with that and when you're not aligned mm -hmm. with that you're not spiritually healthy you're not balanced in that sense um so i don't think it outwardly looked like i was being false it just felt like i was so then naturally i radiated an energy that probably was uninviting because i wasn't but i had like a natural argument inside my own head i was like but you're not the person you're meant to be so you can't let anyone in because when you present yourself in front of people you're just lying to everyone um and i think you feel that it's it's a it's a gut thing it's in your soul it's something that you know to be true um and at the time it served me i'm not going to say it didn't serve me because it did i had to be i had to be that person to do what i was doing i had to be that person i was a pa right that's not an easy job mm -hmm. at all it's also not an easy job to do if you're going to be a person that's very authentic and wants to only be yourself and not care about 
anyone else and only care about yourself you can't do that job and do that mm. and or not mm. at least how i was doing it and mm. um but i needed those jobs at the time i needed the job so i couldn't i couldn't be the person i couldn't do that job now and i have people now that say to me but you were so good at being a pa why don't you go back and do that and i couldn't fathom anything worse not because i hate the people i worked for not that at all it's not who i am anymore mm. because it just doesn't align with me i don't i value what i've created in myself and the world that i've created for me more than that and i know i'm in a place of privilege right now where i don't have to take a job i don't want um but i'm going to use that privilege because what's what would be the point in it if not like somebody else doesn't have that privilege mm. and they would love it so i want who mm -hmm. and who knows maybe me using this privilege is going to give somebody else the opportunity in the future to have that privilege mm. with what i do from now on um and i think that the inauthentic world that especially with social media that that creates is it's damaging first of all um mm. and it goes back to that shame thing of like making other people feel shame or making you feel shame because you're not living up to what you see i'm not living up to mm. all those people the Dubai lifestyle yeah and i'm not like i see people i made that new instagram and i follow i followed consciously on it my other instagram it i follow a thousand odd people that's not realistic i follow maybe 200 mm. at the minute and that's more aligned with me because i'm like who do i want to follow who do i want to see i don't want to see all these mm. people that are like one not aligned with me but also people that are just going to be not playing into or playing against what I think I should be doing. And like now I've come to that decision. I'm like, I'm going to be doing exactly what I want to do. There are people that I went to school with that I know that are amazing and they've got like a job role that they've studied for mm -hmm. and they've got into and they're going to be doing that for probably a very long time props to them amazing to them yeah. i'm never going to be that person they've got they've mm. managed to do this job for this long like i'm 26 now so they've likely been doing these jobs to it since they were like 18 so eight years whatever they've gotten to this point they're buying houses they're getting married that's that's not me like it's not who i am right now mm. because mm. i haven't had that stability for other mm. reasons but also the reason because i don't want it I don't want one thing. Um, and mm. I oh, you've just touched on something so powerful oh. there. Wanting the stability, right? I don't think anyone has ever enjoyed their life when it's completely stable. When I when I, when I mean stable, predictable. I mean wake up predictable. Yes, yes, uh, and it's uh, and I'm so happy you've put, you articulated in that way because I would rather live a life of creativity and chaos mm. and when i say chaos i mean things happening things going right really overly right things going wrong and me having to fix that and and being in that middle and being in that mess because that allows 
discovery it, it allows opportunity for something to happen that has possibly never happened before and it allows me to discover something about myself in in, in a new way that i've probably never even experienced before and i'm not going to be bored like wh- am i just here just to like go to work do shit exactly. go to school go <laughs> do you know what I mean? people that they they genuinely love what they do and if you, yeah. I worked for um, Tony Muscolo, the guy that owned Tony and Guy, and he always used to say, if mm-hmm. you do what you love, the money will follow. So don't worry about it. Just find the thing that you love and do it. There are some people, yeah. I don't care if it's a roofer, an office job, a painter, whatever it is, people love their jobs. And I have nothing yeah, against do. that. If you love your job, you do what you want. Who am I to tell you to do something? It's you. It's your life. Do it. Equally, those people have the stability. They create stability. They want stability. They want to know that they go on holiday this many times a year to this place and they go this to this place with their partner, whatever. That is their happiness. That is the life they want to live. For people like you and me, that that doesn't cut it. That is like might as well put me in a cave i have no interest Mm. in that and it's i think it's what the world was designed for those people the world as it is as in the economic world so the live work eat play the world is designed for those people it's not designed for people like me and you it's not designed for people Mm. that have no interest in that kind of thing we everyone wants stability humans want stability I find stability yes. in things that I enjoy doing for a period of time. That's my stability. For someone else, mm-hmm. that means a house, a car, a job that pays them a wage. For me, that's none of that. But whatever one you choose, like that, you're meant to be doing that. If you're genuinely actively choosing mm. it, that's the one you're meant to be doing. I'm actively choosing. Mm to do the one that, like you said, it has opportunities for growth that come out of left field and punch you in the face because you weren't expecting that. Like, even this, like, yeah. it, me making that Instagram, I didn't have the pipeline to Washington invite me on his podcast. That wasn't planned. This was mm. a happy accident. Yeah. It was, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm very grateful. But it wasn't a plan. And it's like, mm. that never would have happened had I stuck with the Instagram and done what people have said and been like, but why don't you, you were so good at what you did. Why don't you go, or why don't you find you want to write? So like, I want to write screenplays, film scripts. Well, why don't you go and get a job at no, why would I do that? I want to write film scripts. I don't want to work a job five days a week, live for the weekend, rinse and repeat on Monday. I don't want to do that. Um, I want to be able to do that as part of my thing, my life, but I also want to be able to do this and this and this. And it's that, yeah, weirdly, that freedom that gives me stability, which you probably feel as well, because I know you do. You're Well, you're the same. You started the Project Become and, and your Instagram and stuff like that. You yeah. have these different facets that mm. in a way give you stability because that's where you find your stability yeah i find i find stability within the chaos and the the output that 
the what I can give to the world, what I can create. Like literally, I, I make music as well. Like being able to sit on my laptop, sit, do this, and like create something and contribute something to the world to people gives me fuel. Um, and if I'm restricted to um, a, a nine to five job, that means that, listen, that, that doesn't give me the freedom to pick my baby brother and sister from school. It doesn't give me the freedom to just get off my desk at 3 p.m. because I fancy going to the gym or I want to do a backflip in the garden, even though I can't do backflips, you know what I mean? Or learn how to do backflips, you know? <laughs> uh, it, <laughs> facts. Uh, so it doesn't get, that freedom is so essential. And it's, and, and, and I'll use another word. It gives me power. Mm. And not power as in, oh, I get to control the rest of the world. It gives me power because it gives me power in the sense that I have a say in the matter of my life. Like I actually can say, oh, wait, today, A, B, C, D, tomorrow, A, B, C, D. Oh, wait, let me change that, A, B, C, D. Um, oh, Abby, so what's happening with your uh, Instagram page? I'm not sure. Like, I, I want to understand more. Like, tell me what's going on. Oh, wow, that's so interesting. Do you want to hop on a call tonight? Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, like these things, as you're saying, can't be created. Well, they can be created. And let, uh, let me let me remove that boundary. They can be created, but they're not. They they are not being created in the way that I'd love them to just just happen uh, through excitement and energy. Yeah. Um, and I, I was I was listening to what you're saying, and what popped up for me is that I'm really really curious to like. Obviously, the the world has its order uh and uh, i i believe that the the order that the world has gives it a certain structure it allows people to create beliefs it allows people to create that spiritual meaning that you were sharing of earlier and it allows other uh, people to figure out life in a way that is i guess given to them they don't have to try too hard they know they can go to church they can know they can follow a religion or they know that they can i don't know look into buddhism and they'll they'll be able to discover some sort of meaning right um so how do you or how does someone create meaning or or how does someone create rules for themselves and for a life that can involve other people? Um, another way of putting it, how can other people create a life like ours, like yours, without becoming... Um, absolutely hatred hateful towards society or not wanting to contribute to society uh, and realize all of these things that are actually important but when going to school you feel like oh don't want to do that because like fuck you fuck all of you something's wrong here how how do, how do people get to that space of i'm going to call it love and compassion uh, uh, and yeah love and compassion without the na the natural or normal rule books of religion of society and so on and so forth yeah i think that i think like you said rules and structure a hundred percent serves a place like we humanity needs that um to a degree i do however think that rules and structure need place to move and grow and the bench post the the goalposts need to be moved as and when um and especially with like if you look at the last 10 years even probably long 20 years but let's mm. go with the last 10 years if you had told somebody 10 years ago that somebody's job could be posting on instagram they'd laughed at you that can't be a full-time job 100 percent. now it is that that exists that is a thing when the um mm. all the lockdown started and you know everyone started buying up what was it animal crossing 
people. Oh yeah, the land there. Yeah, people were making full time jobs out of designing Animal Crossing houses. Anything is possible. You can do in this oh. world now. Anything is possible, mostly because of the internet. Mm. That wasn't a thing. Go back seventy years when people had to go go out to work, and there were they had to go to like the factory, whatever it was, the office, the whatever. Mm. That wasn't a possibility. So the structure as it stood then worked. Doesn't work now. Because you're telling kids that are growing up and at 16 having to decide their life path that they have to pick something that worked 70 years ago, forgetting the fact that if you're smart and savvy and you post a bit on Instagram about something you're interested in, you can create a whole business, a whole career revolving around that. You don't have to go to work. And it's like the... There needs to be freedom to move those rules. And I think that what you said about how do people come at it from like a place of love and compassion for everyone else, I think yeah. that it's probably the most important bit if you're going to decide that you want to live for yourself, because a lot of people will yeah. say living for yourself is selfish. Um, mm. and I know I've heard that and it's like, I can be insufferable and I can be selfish and too rigid. And I'm like, am I too rigid or are you just not accepting who I'm saying I am or what I want? Mm. Or are you just not understanding of that? And that's a reflection on them, not me, because I've made that choice. I've made a conscious choice to understand myself and know who I want to be and who I'm going to put myself forward as. And it's funny because um, a couple of days ago, you know me, I'm all I like a bit of spiritual stuff and working with the moon and all that kind of stuff. And a four days ago, yeah. there was that Leo full moon. And yeah. I like locked myself in my room. And I basically like opened up my journal and I wrote all these prompts and then I just worked on them like all night, not all night till like 11. Um, but it was, <laughs> who am I? First of all, I was like, so who, who am I? If somebody was like, who are you? Tell me who you are. I was like, right, uh... this is who I am. This is what I want out of life. This is what I'm going to be. And then it was who, how do I want to be seen? And it was like, how I want to be seen is going to be different to who I am because who I am, I want to be that person innately, but I might want to be seen in a slightly different way. And it was, uh, I'm a, I'm a sucker for Pinterest. So I made some Pinterest boards and it was like, how do I want to be seen for somebody the their passion is music. That is all they're going to do. They want to be seen as a musician. They want to be seen as creative. They want that if they were to make that mood board, it is going to predominantly be about music. For me, it was so eclectic, but it was so authentic in who I am because I was like, well, I want to be seen as a scriptwriter and a film director, but I also want to be seen as a boss, but I also want to be seen as in my feminine energy. So my like receptive energy my nurturing my but i also want to be seen in my masculine energy because you're not taking that away from me like i also want to be seen as 
I I can be a boss. I can be the person in charge. I can lead and I can do all that stuff. I can do both those things. So I want to be seen as being able to do that. It doesn't mean that I want people to be scared of me or not like me or anything. It's just, it's almost like, this is who I am. This is who I'm going to be. This is who I'm going to be seen as. If you don't like it, you're not meant to be in my life. And it's not, I don't have a thing against anybody that doesn't want to be in my life because yes, may I am rigid because I am stuck in exactly what I want, but it's not from a place of this is the only thing I want and nobody's changing my mind. It's I'm stuck in my authenticity. So if somebody doesn't want to be around that, I'm like, okay, so you want to be around the fake version of me, not the real me. If you don't want to be around the mm. real me, this isn't going to work because I'm only going to be the real me. Um, yes. But I don't have anything against, like, there's people, I also think there's relationships and jobs and all that kind of stuff that is meant to be fleeting and temporary. And you ha you get mm -hmm. something from it and then it moves on. And I've had a lot of very close friendships and relationships that I don't even, I don't even speak to anymore. And it's not that I sit here and I'm like, oh, fuck that person. I'm like, we just, we moved apart. And also I know I'm not the same person I was when they knew me. They probably wouldn't like who I am mm. now, but that's fine by me because they will live their life happy as they want to live it. I'm going to live my life separately from that. Mm. But what's the point in... Pretending. Yeah. but And also what's the point in criticizing people for not wanting to be around somebody because there's definitely people that I'm like, no, I want to be around you. Mm. I'm having, they're probably mm. looking at me like, oh, bitch. Yeah, fine. If that's what you want to think, <laughs> fine. Cause it doesn't affect me. Yeah. Um, but I'm just making mm. that conscious decision. I don't want to be around that person or in that space. Um, mm. what you're saying is super important because it really touches on having standards. Yeah. It, it really touches on having, um, a way that you view yourself and a way of being that you wish to uphold. Right. So that means that what you've done is uh, this is who Abby is. This is what Abby, Abby represents. And also this is how I'd like, how Abby would like to be seen by the world. <clears throat> Excuse me. And with that, that gives you um, your values, like you're saying, spiritual level. And that also gives you a guiding direction to how to be, how to act and how to really I guess, contain yourself and your creativity yeah. uh, and present yourself and package yourself to the rest of the world and um, package yourself as someone who is unlimited, as someone who is is just ready to just be with whatever there is and also not be with whatever you don't want to be with. And I guess what's, what's strumming in my mind now is that the, the, how do you have those worksheets that other people can find so that they can do a similar um, um, exercise that you've just shared? Because the exercise you've just shared is actually very, very profound mm. because not a lot of people, everyone, a lot of people I know think about themselves and how they, how they occur to the, how they occur to the rest of the world and they look for their blocks and things like that. But I don't really think they ask the question maybe to uh, themselves and also to other people about how, how do they actually see themselves? And I remember at one point in my life, I had to do, I actually had to do just that. I had to ask like 
the people of course i trust right i'm not gonna just <laughs> ask, ask like, randomness. <laughs> it's just ask anyone but like people who are trusted relatively well i ask them like hey um what do you think of me mm. like what is your perception of who washington ali is and get, having that insight really provide like in some places i was like yeah cool like these guys get me yeah. and then in some places i i got the oh washi is um unreliable he's he like he's reliable when he wants to be but he's unreliable at times he's um he's this he's that and mm. other parts of me that i didn't really knew actually came across and that also gave me an opportunity to cross-reference what i had on, on myself yeah and then also what other people had and since there were people that i trusted i i took that with always taking it with a pinch of salt i was like okay let me balance this let me let me see how much of this is is true and then course correct if i felt like i needed yeah. to and i quite frankly like they were real with me so i was just like okay let me adjust here yeah. adjust there and, and make that so happen but it's mm -hmm. We, it's really funny because we played this game, my family played this game at Christmas and it was one of those superlative games. And it was like most, mm -hmm. like, funniest, what does that mean? You know, like the funniest person okay. and we all had to choose who the funniest was. And, yeah. um, we played it and it was like quite funny. Um, and then there was a few that came up and it was like most selfish. And I was like, yeah. it's obviously me. And for someone else, they'd be like, I'm not selfish and everyone. And I remember my, my stepdad said it to me and like it, I've just remembered it since he said it. And he was like, there was so many that you were like, yeah, that's me. And it was like most creative. And I was like, I know that is who I am. That is, it, it's yeah. a quote unquote good trait. Selfish isn't a quote yeah. unquote good trait, but I was like, yeah, I am selfish. I know I am. And he was like, you've almost mm. got that good balance of, you know, what those points in you are. I'm not saying that, like, I actively try to give and try, but I am selfish because I, like, I want to be like, I'm, it's a, it's a conscious decision for me to be selfish. And I'm not selfish mm. in a way that it's like, not that I have to explain it to anybody, but I'm not selfish in a way that I'm like, oh, this is my thing and you can't have any of that. It's selfish in a way that it's more like, well, this is more important to me. So sorry, that's going to have to go Hold by on, the My waist. audio has just disappeared. Give me two seconds. Uh, I, sorry about that's this. Right. I didn't put my um, laptop on Do Not Disturb. Let me stop the recording. Okay. Um, no, the answer was no, I don't have a forms. And I think that was almost on purpose because I think that, look, this is what I've learned with like, especially my like healthy journey of getting healthy and all that kind of stuff. There is not a one size fits all for everybody. And I think a degree of it, people need to come to realizations on their own and it's not about like well if you eat this breakfast lunch and dinner every day and do this workout every day you will look exactly like i will bullshit mm. it's not it's not real it's not true and it's not possible and i think that especially now people and especially the like diet weight loss industry capitalizes on that and they're like 
this is the blueprint. There is no blueprint that doesn't exist. Mm. And you can't make a blueprint. And going back to the multi-potentiality thing, like we were saying, the kind of person we are, how do you make a blueprint for somebody that is going to make their own blueprint? Like if I made a blueprint, that's not going to mean shit to you because you're like, yeah, great. Thanks, Abby. Doesn't mean anything to me because I'm a completely different everything every interest i have is completely different to you so that doesn't mean anything um but the one thing that i would say is knowing who i am 100 without question not only gave me like a power to be like this is these are my boundaries this is what i won't settle for this is what i'm aiming for this is what i want out of life but also the power to be like well if my innate thing is to want to gather knowledge, I have to constantly gather knowledge. So how can I do that? And you have to kind of figure that out for yourself. And I feel like it's more learn absolutely everything about yourself and then sit down and do those six journal prompts that are like, who am I? How do I want the world to see me? What do I want out of life? And what is my purpose? And I think the the purpose bit is the bit that throws people, people like off. you and me off because yeah. it's like, what the fuck is my purpose? Yeah. And like, what, do you, what do you mean, bro? Like, what did you talk about? Yeah. Me, bro? I'm like, how do you decide on a purpose? That's crazy. And mm. it was almost the thing that I was constantly striving for. And I was like, I need to find my purpose. I need to find my purpose. I need to Same. find. And I'm like, I'm trying to find something that doesn't exist. Um, and in a way, me figuring out that I have no one purpose was my purpose because my purpose is to not have a purpose. My purpose is to have all the purposes and do all the things <laughs> and do all the things I want to do and go down all the, like every time I get a little like brain worm that's like, hey, research this little thing and find this out. And I'm like, mm, okay. And then it <laughs> takes me somewhere else for six months. Yeah that lack of purpose gives me purpose because then I have a hundred purposes and it's like, I need the, I guess I need the freedom to be like, or I needed the knowledge to work out that I had the freedom to be like, Hey, I don't have a purpose and that's okay. Mm. Because everybody wants to tell you that everyone has a purpose. And I don't think that's true. Mm. I that's think some people don't have a purpose. Ooh. Okay. I, I think that everyone has a purpose and that, so this is just a side note, but I think other people's purposes are bigger, bigger and smaller. Uh, and what I mean by that is that mm -hmm. someone's purpose could literally be, I don't know, a boss R CEO or I don't know, a house yeah. dad or a house parent. And that could be your purpose. Uh, and I think the word, like for me, I know I, purpose is such a grandiose word because it's, I got introduced to it in a way that, so many uh influential people were using it i discovered my purpose and i'm this big character and i make this amount of money or i yeah. make this much different to all these people and i think that it they they don't do i don't think they do it intentionally i don't think it happens intentionally but like the message that i receive as a consumer is that oh my purpose must be big and must be large um and uh, i w wanted to backtrack uh, on what you said a bit because i i think that you can create something that isn't one size fits all 
And, and the reason why I say that is because that's what I do in my work. Um, and I have a system that takes people from point A to point B. And all that system is, is just a, a, a way for if the let's say our conversation has been flowing so excellently right that i haven't had to be like oh what do we think about what do you think about the world what do you think where the world's going to go because it's been naturally happening within the conversation and those are the things that i actually want to touch on right but i haven't had to touch on them because the the conversation was just flowing and it's going that way however for some people i do believe like with your journal prompts they do need someone to well they don't need well actually no i think they do need because i'm that type of person that actually needs needs someone um at, at a stage so i'll do a lot of work yeah. on my own and then i want something want someone need someone to add i guess more learning more life to that it's uh, like a video game like you travel so far and then you need to get to like the magician that's going to tell you your next thing and give exactly you the next, like bit to back. literally the next book like literally today um probably one of the reasons i messaged you is because i um, I found this new book called The Ultimate Coach, and it's like called the book, and the 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 uncut underneath name is called The Book of Being, and um, the guy that talks about it, his name Steve Harrison, is such a larger than life, compassionate character. So when I say larger than life, I mean that he really gives a fuck, right? But mm. he he but he doesn't give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? He's like Sadhguru. Like Sadhguru, Sadhguru will like travel around the world to make sure he changes the world. But he, do, like, he doesn't give a fuck whether like you're going to like try and offend him or this, like the other type of thing, you know, that, yeah. that, that type of vibe, that type of solitude inside, you know? And then I went on down like a YouTube, um, YouTube rabbit hole about other people who said stuff about him and other people who were connected to him. And I found this other guy, um, I forgot his name, but absolutely fucking amazing guys. I think his name's Stephen. Probably wrong. And Stephen, going through Stephen's content, I was like, "Whoa!" And then I'd sent Stephen a DM, and I was like, "Yo, Stephen, like, bro, like, just watch your shit." And like, I was fucking touch me with inspired. And then he was, and mm. then I was like, "Yo." what books do you have? And then now I'm like now into Taoism. I was into philosophy. Now I'm into, uh, now I'm into Taoism that I literally ordered the book today, 20 minutes after speaking to him. Yeah. And now, I mean, I'm going to be in the new rabbit hole for the next six months. Like you're sharing. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so it's like, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like, for me, I, f I feel like you're right. The video game analogy is, is spot on. Um, but being conscious of time, um, I've got four questions that I'd love to ask, ask you that, um, I'd love you oh. to answer them in um, as simple as form as possible. Um, f not for, um, not for you. Ten words or less. <laughs> well, not not for you, but for the you that is watching or listening to this video to listen to it right. as if it's them. If if that made any sense okay. to anybody. Um, so the first question. Oh, it's actually only two questions. So you've already shared with uh, shared with us um, who you have become, a culmination of your experiences. And funny enough, we didn't even dive deep into everything that's happened within your life. So um, I would right now, I'd love to invite you back. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but <Done>. it's, woo. <laughs> um, but it's um, what is going? What is going to become of Abby Hindle? Like, what are who, who are you going to be in the future and answer that in any way that you'd like tough question to ask when you don't know what you're going to be doing next week 
Um, not I, being, not doing though, but being like. No, who, I know what you mean. Oh, okay, yeah. go, 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 go. I think that um, <laughs> I've got you. Um, I think that the the activity I did the other day when I said I made that Pinterest board, that is who I'm going to be because I give myself no other option. So, like, if you don't have a plan B, you you your only option is plan A. That's how I work. I'm like, yes, I might make 45 plan A's, but I'm only ever going to have plan A. There's never mm-hmm. going to be a, well, if that doesn't work, we'll do this. No, we're going to do this and exhaust every option until it works. Um, and I think the only thing that I ever want to be is authentic. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if I could say that if I could meet myself in 10 years and find that I am the person I am now, I would be happy because I am wholly, honestly and truthfully content and happy with who I am now. Yes, situations can change. Yes, the external can change. Like like you said, it's not about what I'm doing. Mm. It's about who I am. As long as I am the person that is living authentically and the truth that I'm living now in 10 years, 20 years, the future, whatever the future is, Mm -hmm. I'm happy. And that's who I want to be. So essentially my answer is the exact same person I am now. Um, (laughs) Powerful. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, And then my second question is, excuse me, what do you think is going to become of the world? This can be a, a, a hope, an idea, a speculation, um, whatever. Okay. I think, well, there's two different. I hope the world ends up in the way I think it's going to end up. And I hope it, it or not ends up. What's that? Who knows when it's going to end, but grows to be. Mm. Um, the way that it is now where there's no, or there's, there's less, divide and i know don't get me wrong i'm not stupid i'm not naive there is still so much divide in wage gap and in everything um made very apparent in well everyday life but there is still so much divide but i think that and i hope that the world becomes a place that there isn't space for that much divide because if a kid can post some videos on TikTok and become a millionaire by the time they're 18, I love that world because mm. money and fortune and it shouldn't be gatekept by the people that have it. It should be open to everybody. There's plenty, it's money. It, it, there's plenty of it for everybody. There's plenty of screen time for everybody. Anybody that tells you that a market's oversaturated is lying to you. No market's oversaturated because if you're not in it and it's what you want to be in, it's not oversaturated yet. It's not oversaturated until you're in it. Um, so I hope, and I think with the way, especially with like social media and stuff like that, it, it gives people that wouldn't otherwise have the option to become these people, to become these quote unquote celebrities and influencers it gives those people that chance to put their self out in the world um, and put their authentic selves out in the world. And I hope, bottom line, I just hope everything, 
the divides and the gaps close and the authenticity grows. All right. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but that's like the main thing. I hope that, and I do think that the way the world is going, we are able to become who we want to be and be who we want to be and live how we want to live but also not to the expense of somebody else and somebody yeah. else's life. Um, yeah. And essentially everybody can do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> yeah. That's the world that I want to live in. I don't know about anyone else. That sounds pretty lit, man. That sounds pretty dope, you know? Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Oh, listen, Abby, like it's been absolutely amazing speaking to you. Um, your viewpoint, and your you. exploration. We on, honestly we can, but I did a poll on my Instagram, and my Instagram was like, "Yo, you better you better cut that shit at one hour, man. You better cut that." <laughs> you know, so thank you so yeah, much for being there. Oh, that'd be right. hard, but like I'm scared of the wind. But again, thank you for being here, and uh, I'll see you next time. Thank you very much. <laughs>